You're ready to be premature wow, all over again. <laughs> wow, that's, that's impressive. Quick, quick reset. Yeah. Quick reset. Last night was Ramos Jizz. A Jizz. Who knew the job was pro bono? I was so high that um, I shit myself at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get still here. Somebody, somebody, everybody mute. Goddamn, you can. <laughs> My SEAL Team 6 with the SEAL Team 12. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with punching above your weight. I thought you'd get better. Well, I don't know what's worse. You're a ginger or you've been vaccinated. You sit around and drink and solve the world's problems, right? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is a new week. It is a new topic. Los Cuatro Chinetes are in the house. Gentlemen, how's everybody doing? Quiet, reserved, unsure. There aren't words, sure. just noises. Words. Just words, words, and more just words. Noises. Well, fuck simple, it. I'm happy you're here. I'm simple happy. Simple grunts, here. moans, and gestures. I'm excited. That's that's toss like on a to Friday night. <laughs> Months, groans, and gestures. I think that's actually the definition of like an intelligence of one in like Dungeons and Dragons. It's like you can communicate in simple grunts, moans, and gestures. Okay. <laughs> well, there's that. Um. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and jump into it. We we got a we got a good one for you today. Hopefully, maybe, possibly. We'll see. You'll like it or you won't, but we're gonna enjoy ourselves either way. Let's go ahead and jump into our drinks. Grinch, uh, with your words, moans, and grunts. Can you tell us what you brought to the table as your drink today, brother? Yes. Uh so there's a there's a article I stumbled on called The Brazilian Art of Drinking a Beer, quote, in the ass. Uh Cerveja na Budinha. <laughs> Is a drinking custom that turns simple lagers on their heads. So, you know, imagine making the old pipe in the can. You take take the old can, do a do a flip on it, clean the bottom. Of course, you got to have a clean bottom. Are you, are, are yeah, you yeah, testing it like a battery learning. before you try? And then you uh, you got to punch, you gotta punch some holes in the bottom. Uh-huh. Okay. And you put some uh-huh. kosher salt there, and uh, and then squeeze a lime. And then you punch a hole in the rim, the lower rim, which is uh, which is where you drink job. from. So it's sure. pulling the flavor from uh, the salt it and the lime. It seems like a lot of work. It's really not. What? Bang, what's bang, the bang, 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 What's bang. the beer well, you're it's drinking? because Mrs. Grinch did it for him. Right? Oh, fair enough. No, fair I enough. did it, and I made a mess. Yeah. <laughs> See, exactly. You wasted. You're licking it off the counter. What? Uh, what beer are you drinking? This. I this am way, drinking our up. Nav Light Mexican Lager. So we can say bottoms nice. up, and it's totally legit. It's totally legit. Bottoms up, brother. Nice. You know, like I said, uh, we're talking about two people who I want to go to a federally rape you in the ass prison. All right. This, so this episode is now called Bottoms Up. Perfect. There you go. We got our name. Uh, all right. And, and what was this? The art of drinking beer in the ass. Wait, in what? the ass. Cerveja na okay. I did not read that wrong or hear that wrong. Okay. Uh, awesome. Bottoms up to you, sir. Uh, and for a uh, great segue into our bottom, Mac, what did you bring today for your drink? Hey, yeah. So, um, as you guys know, I was out last week, uh, vacationing and, uh, happened to stumble into a bookstore and You're drinking uh, a book. Pick... Hmm. Interesting. Let me know when you're ready for me to finish. <laughs> oh, he's ready. Picked up a book <laughs> called Gone with the Gin. Okay. Uh, cocktails with a Hollywood twist. Oh, so it's like a, a book <laughs> full of 
cocktails based on movies. Um, so the one I picked out this week uh, is based on the Bonnie and Clyde movie uh, from 1967. It's called Bonnie and Mudslide. Uh, so two ounces vodka, two ounces Kahlua, ounce of whole milk, mix it all together, pour it over a little bit of ice. Um, but it's pretty dry. It's basically just a mudslide, obviously, with a fancy name. But as you can tell, it's very gone. Good. It's gone. So that's weird because gone with the gin, I would have thought they were all gin recipes. I was that surprised me. I'm sure there's a recipe in here that is called Gone with the Gin. I just haven't found it. It'd be yet. funny as fuck if there wasn't though. No gin would drinks. <laughs> but so there are did. a couple of uh couple of other books. Tequila Mockingbird Ooh. uh was another uh, one. I like that. That's that's funny. That's clever. And I had that one in my hand. And, and I went with buy the, it. I, I didn't buy the series. I, I, went, I went with the uh with the movie the one. Um because I thought that might be a little bit uh more on par for what we do as opposed to literary. Uh, takes on drinks. So, as a bottom, uh, was that right up your alley? <laughs> I yes. thought for sure you were going with the with the poo driver this week. <laughs> no, I thought about it, but uh, no, you, you did have me at poo. All right, <laughs> let's move. Let's move along, Haas. What about you, brother? What are you drinking today? Uh, you go first. Me go first. I shall go first mm-hmm. then. Uh, I am doing a what's called because we've all you know whiskey sour. I'm doing what's called a New York sour. And so it is basically, I'm using my Weller Special Reserve. It is three ounces of that. I use lemon juice and it says use simple syrup or you can use maple syrup. So I use Pappy's barrel-aged maple syrup and put all of that in a shaker with ice and shook it up. And then once you get that, you pour that over ice in a glass. Normally it would be in a, in a rocks glass, but I put it in a larger glass, Collins glass. And then you are supposed to layer red wine over the top. And I actually, as long as we've been here, I have not done anything with it. So you can see it is still layered. You and your color spectrum that you right (laughs) to the layer right there. So it is yeah, just layered with red wine. (laughs) Look look at him. Look at my my Weller Special Reserve and my Mm -hmm. Pappy's maple syrup. Kicks the pinky out. Big ball. And then he's like. Yeah, and I got some cheap ass red wine. Is it? Is it <laughs> yeah, it's, it's unfortunately. unfortunately. And when he kicks the pinky out, he goes, "That smells a little bit like ass." <laughs> That's right. So I'm doing a New York sour. That's what it's called. Obviously, a take on All the right. whiskey sour. All right, Haas, it's to you. Did you find the line on your drink? Do you know what it is? <laughs> what the betting line is? I thought maybe that's why we were waiting. Um. Bla- it, it, it's, it's a horse <laughs> race. A little horsey. It's gold. It's the gold. It's got to be the gold. Yeah, yeah baby. It is. Yeah. Celebratory week. Celebratory week. Fucking Mac tease. is back. Fucking two tease. of our two of our favorite people had birthdays this this month. Um, I actually get to come back to the states and not worry about if I can come back later due to the uh, the proficiency exam passing. I was going to so say. Just... More importantly, can you say all this in German now? I can. I'm He's just not gonna. Let's move this along. Come on, chop chop. So you're yeah. Doing- so I don't know. Just I, I just um, we we we're moving up to our new flat here in a couple of weeks. Um, and so we're packing up, and I had this hidden, and uh, decided that you know a lot of really good things happened this week. Uh, so, and not to mention the two things we're going to be discussing today. Um, you know, those were celebratory uh, outcomes. So yeah, I just I felt like celebrating. So I pulled out the the Blanton's gold. Nice. Hey, Grinch. You, you tease. 
I'd, I'd like to call bullshit on this. So we got, you know, Thor rolling out his Wellers and his Pappies. Mm, you know, I'm hearing Hoss the name like, dropping. I just happened to find a bottle of Blanton I, sitting off to the side. I feel as if they're you know? looking down their noses at us. I think I really so. Do. Absolutely. I really do. Oh, no, not at all. North Carolina. Uh, no. Second class I mean, look, citizen over here. As, yeah. as, as bottoms, we naturally have to look down. But but that's not, no. We, we would not look down at you because you don't have Pappies or you don't have Blantons. We will gladly, you know, make sure you guys have some before before too long. Or at least let you try it. Yeah. Or you know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll mama bird it hey, to you. We'll can, can, we'll put it you, in our mouth. We'll swish it around. Now and we'll we're, now we're, can we get fancy? Yeah. So we went let's from start our we went own, from uh, condescension podcast. to patriot patriot patriotism <laughs> patronizing <laughs> patronizing <laughs> patriotism. <laughs> That's right. All right. Never mind. I don't want to start my own podcast with you, Grinch. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> well, you know what? In light of all that, gentlemen, I say cheers to you to another great episode. Glad everybody is cheers. back in the studio. Cheers. Let's go to work. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, in case you, as I always say, have been living under a rock uh, in the last few weeks, uh, you you know if you know. And if you don't know, you're a dumbass. There were two major cases that were ruled on in early October, early to mid-October, and both of those came down. Those rulings were passed. Uh, one was in the Connecticut Superior Court in Waterbury, Connecticut, and the other was by the Supreme Court. Now, you know, regardless of where you fall on this entire thing, doesn't really matter, but I think these are landmark cases in terms of what they mean, and obviously we'll use our resident legal expert as he is to elaborate on that. The first being that on Thursday, October 13th, there was a ruling passed down by the Supreme Court in the Donald J. Trump versus the United States case where he is trying to get a special a special master or representative or something to, to review special documents. Is the term, yeah. yeah. Uh, dreary or dreary or something like that to... Uh, be able to review documents that were taken from his home by the FBI when they did a search and seizure. And, you know, the claim was that these were documents that he removed. He inappropriately removed from the white house. They were classified documents should not have been as in his possession. They were found on the premises in Mar-a-Lago, Florida. They were taken. And so he put in a request or he, he had, filed a motion that they couldn't, they needed to be looked at by a special master. And apparently on the 13th of October. And it's weird, Haas, and maybe you can elaborate on this. It was a one-sentence passing, one-sentence ruling. It was unsigned, and there were no dissenting opinions released with it. And all it says is the application to vacate the stay entered by the United States Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit on September 21st, 2022, presented to Justice Thomas and by him referred to the court, is denied. One sentence, that's all this the thing said, and it was unsigned, no dissenting opinion. That's what they passed, denying him allowing this deary or dreary or whatever a special master to come in and play. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't I elaborate, uh, I don't have a lot of Supreme Court experience. Uh, I've worked on a couple of cases that went that far, and I've worked with a couple of people that have argued before the Supreme Court and won actually. Um, my guess is is that they just don't want to get involved, and I am I'm happily surprised and shocked that they're not they're not weighing in on this and not getting involved. My suspicions are that they they realize how bad this is, 
I mean, this, this is bad. Like um, my understanding is, is that um, Trump has definitely committed some crimes here. Um, it's coming out. DOJ is not messing around. They've been very careful and specific about how they've attacked this. Um, Trump's lawyers are not handling this well. My understanding is, is the motion that they filed with the Supreme Court wasn't even that good of a motion. Uh, didn't really even argue much of anything. So uh, the Supreme Court did what they should have done, which is, you know, shut up and get out of the way and, and let justice pre- prevail. Uh, my fear was, is, of course, that, you know, they were going to stick their hands in here and mess around considering what what they did with uh, with their abortion. Uh, you thought ruling, they'd intercede on his behalf. Absolutely. Yep. And and what does it mean when they say it's unsigned? Is it they're just not willing to put their name to the decision? Yeah. Is that what it is? I honestly don't know. I have I no mean, idea what I have no idea what the the impetus is behind that or what the meaning is behind it. I mean, because to me, it's like if you make the claim or you may, if you've made the decision, you own it. You put your name on it and you say, this is so, what our belief is. For me, it feels like it's one of two things. Number one, they just really, truly don't want to get involved um, for a myriad of reasons, right? Like they don't want to either specifically sign it, an individual sign it, and then, you know, they have Trump coming after them like he's known to do and then have Trump Trump's base coming at them like they, they will. Um, or they really just truly want to mean, remain as anonymous and out of this as they possibly can. And so by not signing it, you know, that's what you have. Right. And it's interesting because apparently this is the second time that the Supreme Court has rebuffed a request from Trump to intervene on disputes over documents. The other is in January, the court refused to block the disclosure of presidential records from the National Archives to the Congressional Committee investigating the January 6, 2021 attacks on the U.S. Capitol. So clearly, I, I know everybody thought, well, he's putting all of these justices on on the Supreme Court and they're going to be in his corner. Clearly, that has not played out the way I think Trump had envisioned or his or his supporters. Well, I mean, I, you know, it's always been the, t- the tactic of Trump and his circle of like, you just keep throwing chum in the water. Or you keep spewing random narratives. You delay, you drag out what I mean, I. I what I suspect is exactly what Haas said is that the Supreme court wanted nothing to do with this because it's a, there's no win there. And it's just ass pain that, you know, and headaches that they're bringing. But I think in addition, my suspicion is that the DOJ probably in closed door briefings, classified briefings was like the amount of additional people that will be exposed to this documents is unacceptable. This stuff should never, ever have been where it was. We already aren't excited about how many people have probably had access to it, given that, you know, a lot of these programs are so niche. You have to be read on. You have to have like certain special access. And it sounds like he had some of this shit down there with him, which he never, like I said, never should have had. But the more people who are reviewing are people who are going to have to be like, screened and checked for clearances and and then there's spillage you know or there's mistakes made and it puts our nation at risk because that stuff gets seen by more and more people so i'm glad that ruling happened and the more they can keep this now contained i think the better for our national security 
And I know they the the DOJ came out and said that neither Deary nor Trump's team needs to see the potentially classified documents and push back against Trump's claims, writing in an October 11th filing that Trump has not even attempted to explain how he was harmed by the exclusion of the materials from the Deary's review. And again, it's also, I think it was Trump's way of trying to stop the government from going through these documents, right? Because if it gets passed to a special master, they get to review nearly 11,000 pieces of material that were taken from the property, that's going to slow down the process. They're going to have to go, they get to go through and review everything that's there, whatever decision gets made at that point, whether or not it gets reviewed by anybody else or not. By this ruling, the government gets to hang on to those documents and the FBI gets to continue to review them. So it, it doesn't prevent them from building their case. It doesn't slow down the process, which that's exactly right. That, I mean, that was the whole point behind him doing this, right. was to, to grind the wheels of justice. And I think that's, you know, it's things that we've talked about before. And it's one of the things or people in his position, that's what they do. Right. Right. They, I they mean, just try to slow it way down because, you know, he doesn't want to take, excuse me, the issue head on because that's no win for him. It is plain and simple. Those documents never should have been there. They were mishandled in the regular world. When you mishandle government documents, classified documents, you lose your clearance and or your job. So he just happened to be in a power position to where certain things were able, there was nobody able to prevent it at the time. So it occurred, but thankfully we have a lot of systems in place to track where things go. And then including the national archives who were like, Hey, what the fuck? You know, we've been requesting this over and over. They lied before and said they'd given them back. They lied about how it moved, who gave what direction. So, I mean, it's again with Trump, it's just one lie after a lie of how he ended up with it. And it still begs the question, which is probably going to be the core of the DOJ is like, why did you have it? Like, why do you have, like, if it's, you know, one of the things we heard is right. Information about allies and foreign powers, nuclear capabilities at Mar-a-Lago. There's no need for that to be there ever. Agree. Yeah. Uh, on September 5th, Judge Eileen M. Cannon of the Southern District of Florida, a Trump appointee, they they add, approved Trump's request to appoint a special master to review all seized materials and determine which could be shielded from prosecutors due to claims of privilege. On September 15th, Cannon named Deary to the role and affirmed that his review would include the documents with classification markings. Cannon also barred federal officials from working with the potentially classified documents until Deary completed his work, which is which is and was expected to take months. DOJ appealed Cannon's decision to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit in Atlanta, arguing it could risk irreparable harm to national security and intelligence interests. Grinch, I think that's what you're saying. The yes. more people review them. That's right. You know, it's it, like it, a, it just gets out of control. It, yeah, it's it's just like anything, you know, a secret only stays between two people. Well, now you got five. Now you've right. got 15. Now you've got 100. Right. Uh, on <clears> September 21st. First, the 11th Circuit sided with the Justice Department, not only ruling that the documents with classification markings would be excluded from Derry's review, but also gave the FBI a green light to access those materials. So now, if there is a criminal case to be had, the FBI gets access to those materials to go, okay, what was in them? And again, the, the bigger question, why were they at his place? Why were they at his residence? Why were they removed from the White House when they shouldn't have been? 
So uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how all of this plays out. But I think one of the things he was hoping for was again, to grind the wheel slowly. If he does this and it slows the process down, you know, and it's like with the news cycle, it's this slows it down. Other things begin to, you know, crop up, take hold and, and the gut or the, uh, the public's mind moves away from it, right? It doesn't become the focus. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's kind of always how he's played his game. Yeah, but you know what? He's a, he's in territory now where it doesn't fucking matter that the public's lost interest or hasn't lost interest. I mean, the DOJ clearly has their sights on him as well. They should. I mean, you know, if they if, if there aren't repercussions for taking classified documents out of the White House, where where do you draw lines? <clears throat> I guess ultimately, and I, and that's one of the things I kept looking for and hoping I could stumble upon is what does this ultimately mean? Let's let's say that they are, they do bring criminal charges like. Do they rescind all of his presidential privileges that are granted to him after his presidency ended? You know, what all well, this is unprecedented, man. So I don't I think know. we know the answer to that. Right. Mm -hmm. And now now you've got the January 6th uh, committee has come out and said, right, they're definitely going to subpoena him. I mean, this is just this is not I mean, look, we all know that this was bad. We all know this was not ideal uh, for for our nation. And we wondered when when things when we were going to start seeing some fruit. Because there's been a lot of low-hanging fruit that should have been had. Right. I think we're starting to see the results of that now. I think it feels as though the January 6th committee, hearing committee, and the DOJ, along with several other um, County. entities, right, have been very smart. <laughs> right, they've been very smart and methodical, and, and they're slow grinding. They're in, they're in no hurry. They want justice. They're going to get justice. So they're going to take their time. And, and I'm really hoping that's what we have here. Well, I find I find it interesting. So to, to circle back, Thor, to your your question about the um, document or the, the the decision being unsigned, um, you know, something I found you basically talking about, you know, decisions being unsigned talks about the obscuring the authorship removes the sense of judicial accountability, making it harder for experts and public alike to understand how important issues were resolved and the reasoning that led to those decisions, especially in controversial cases. So to me, that, that's almost like the Supreme Court saying, hey, we know you got us here, but we can't really do anything about this one. We got to let it go, but we're not going to put our names on it. So you never know. There, there's no accountability there. And that, that concerns me when, when you're talking about a case of this magnitude. Yeah, because Haas, you can speak to this. I mean, legally speaking, right, everything from a legal standpoint tends to be built on precedent. And you, yeah. you set a precedent at some point historically, and that kind of gets carried well, through. It, and when it's, you not, did, it's not this. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was saying, so you're setting a precedent with your ruling because it's territory we've never been in before. And yet you don't know how to quantify that because you don't know what justice made it. So you can't go, oh, well, this justice normally, you know, votes this way or that or has this opinion or that about things like we have no way to kind of gauge any of the justices in relation to this particular ruling or the ruling itself from a precedent standpoint right well, so i mean your case, your case is typically built off the elements of what law or laws you you think have been broken right what what pieces or elements you think have been uh um uh, broken um and then yes you build the case your arguments of the case is usually based off of case law previous case law and precedents right so yes um and in this instance it's kind of hard to do that second part right because this is unprecedented well i you know i i i think thor you just kind of 
made the case for why they did it. You know, it's been described as a short, sharp rebuke, which, you know, to me, honestly, I don't care what, what I care most about is that the body decided it, to vote it wasn't bringing it forward for the reasons we've been discussing. I so mean, you, not the least of which is the fact that it doesn't sound like Trump's team offered anything in the way of a substantial argument to justify why he might have the documents. Right. You know, so they're like, all right, so you're telling me you have no reason to have it. You've offered no explanation. What is it we're supposed to be reviewing? This is a waste of our time. Uh, I guess it's par for the course. He himself put out a letter, and all he did in his letter was basically – Talk about how the twenty uh, the twenty two elections were stolen from stolen him. Stolen from him, right? That, that's all he. That's all he talked about. Like it's like you, he's not even arguing. You know, he, he's actually actually even kind of I think perjured he's himself a little bit. Ranting. You know, in some of the yeah, it's and, and it sh- and again it shouldn't be lost on the fact that it is one of the pillars of our government. And you've already you've already mentioned part of this, Thor. It's you know. Um, the you know the government has said some of the seized documents are extremely sensitive. The Washington Post has reported that authorities recovered one document that described a foreign government's military defenses, including its nuclear capabilities. The Justice Department said allowing an outside arbiter to review the classified documents would irreparably injure the government and argued Trump had offered no evidence he would be harmed without the Supreme Court's intervention. Right. Mac, you were raising your hand. What's up, brother? No, no, no. I was going to say, that's what he does, right? It's look at this shiny object over here. While he's doing so some other shit. Look at what's over here, right? right. Yeah. That, yeah that, that's the whole misdirection. Part of the thing. course for but, him. But it's all, it, well, the problem is, is he only has two or three moves and he's used them up, all, all of them, so right. much that like, I think people nobody, have figured it out. Nobody's now. fooled. Yeah, yeah. What I'm hearing you well, say, Grinch, is you don't care about the precedent. You don't care how they got there. You're just happy with the, the decision that got made. I'm happy with the decision. I think the precedent is important, which is okay. don't be bringing this bullshit. Right. We're the Supreme Court. You know, right. you want to just, you think you can just send something up here because you appointed some folks? They're still yes. Americans, right? So right. they're sitting there, rep, you know, protecting the Supreme Court and yeah, our listen, nation. Listen, he should know by now. He appointed these people. He should know by now that they're, they're they're too busy trying to take Americans' rights away that they've already established to be worrying about him. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> you think he'd get that? Maybe not. Uh, but that okay. So I was just curious because the way you said that was like I don't give a fuck how they got there. They got to the decision, but you're yeah, saying yeah. it's not quite I mean, that it, black it, and white, right? It's a little flippant the way I said it, but uh, I mean I just focus on the fact that they were like we don't even need to delve into who said what now. If somebody truly felt strong enough, then I think they would have signed on to say, you know, I dissented on this particular case, but right. it was a seven to two or whatever. I, I don't think any of them wanted to come anywhere near this because of just the the potential risk. And like I well, said, DOJ sitting there briefing them behind the scenes going, I, you know, we talk about classified documents. I don't think you understand the level of classified classification we're discussing. So can uh, and and but, but none I think of you. The, no, please continue. I was going to say I think the biggest concern I have is that they can even put out a ruling that is unsigned. There, there should be some accountability there that says, you know, I mean, this but, is what we decided. This is who you know who decided. But who my it. my counter would be by default they now are all subsigners because no dissension was right. Right. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, and and I guess yeah, that would be the argument you would make, right? If if Kavanaugh or whoever 
writes a majority opinion and you have a dissenter, you can go, okay, well, we know who didn't agree with it. But in this case, you make the assumption, maybe incorrectly, that they all agreed because nobody created a dissenting opinion. And because they're not actually deciding the actual whole outcome of a case, maybe another reason it occurs to me that they didn't do an opinion. This is just one motion and then one piece or factor of a larger case, right? So that may be another reason too, because they may they may have they not only do they not want to get involved in this, which is my what what I believe, they also don't want other people thinking this is what they're there for. They're, that's that's not the 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 actions or the or the the reason that they're there is for people to take these one little one off and two off things to them. That that's that's right. not it. So maybe that's part of it too. Well, I'll be interested to see how this because obviously by creating this this opinion, it kicks it back to the 11th Circuit Court in Atlanta, and we'll see how all of this falls out. I doubt you know Trump is going to be Trump. He's not going away quietly. He won't. It just can't go before the Supreme Court now that they've ruled on it. Correct. Am I well, right? not this portion. motion? This, yeah. this, okay. this okay. motion this can't yeah. go back. Okay, but like I said, I mean, we shouldn't actually. If we want to refer to precedent, we again we shouldn't discount the fact that like no other president has pulled this bullshit, where they retain documents that were in national interest. They they're not his mm. documents because nobody's that stupid. They're well, not the president's documents. Now, things that go into like a library you know, that are archives like letters sent to other foreign leaders, or that's the kind of stuff they typically retain, even if the archives hold on to them to say, you know, once the library is built, these are the types of things of my legacy I want to see present there, you know, original documents or otherwise, not national security documents. Those are not his property. Right. And my understanding is he kept this stuff because he was going to use it as leverage to get himself out of trouble or to well, get yeah. why else would you in trouble? Yeah. Well, it, it's interesting because I was reading and it says uh, whether roughly 100 documents mm-hmm. with classification markings taken from Mar-a-Lago actually are classified is a key element of DOJ's investigation into whether Trump broke federal law by removing him from the White House. And he's saying that White House aides are claiming that Trump declassified the documents that the National Archives and Records Administration said were identified as classified national security information and shipped to Mar-a-Lago. Trump's legal team has not explicitly said that he declassified the materials while in office, but they have hinted at such a possibility in filings. In their October 4th petition, the Supreme Court uh, petition for the Supreme Court to reinstate Derry's review of the marked documents. His legal team said President Trump was still the president of the United States when any documents bearing classification markings were delivered to his residence. At that time, he was the commander in chief. The filing continued. As such, his authority to classify or declassify information bearing on national security flowed from his constitutional investment of power in the president. So I guess a president can just declassify at will. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's still actions taken, documentation. I mean, well, that's what it says. There is a process to declassify. To declassify, it's not so simple as like, I've just decided this is declassified. I just, yeah, it's just done. It it gets like, it may get redacted as part of pulling it down. larger. You know, so that the key information isn't present that would have generated the classification. But, you know, it's it's an after the fact argument. Right. You know, I think I heard, you know, it's like, well, the president thinks it's declassified. It therefore is. No, that's not how that works. <laughs> well, no. Presidents have broad declassification authority, but experts have expressed skepticism that Trump could declassify materials without going through the usual protocols 
or notifying others in government. There is no Supreme Court ruling on what it means if a president breaks from normal declassification procedures. And yeah. I guarantee you they're yeah. going to try to make that claim. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, there's a process. Can't. Yeah. I mean, there has to be. You can't just say, oh, I want them declassified and poof, they're declassified. But we yeah, know how I, Trump I think, works. You know, Grinch, you know better than anybody probably that. That you know, there has to be a process. There, there has to be yeah. you know reviews. I would assume, and, and as you mentioned, you know, things may you know. Okay, we're going to declassify parts of this document, but we're going to you know redact a lot of the other stuff. Right. Yeah, and and usually, whoever owns the is like the original author of the document is a key person involved in pushing it through a declassification process because they have all the resident expertise for what is in there and why it was classified in the first and place. so i mean again like i'm obviously not sitting in the oval office but typically stuff that's at this level like routes through like the principals committee where all your cabinets in there and like their staff is receiving notification that the document is going to be declassified and that's their opportunity to offer a rebuke to that or a counter argument for why it shouldn't be so, I mean, these are all fail safes designed to protect the U.S. government and sensitive information. You know, right. it'd be like, it'd be, you know, if Trump was like, I just decided I'm going to declassify all our undercover agents around the world. Uh, what? No. No. I mean, you, you, you just sign their death sentence, you know, or at right. least at, the, at, at a minimum, their apprehension. Right. Well, I mean, that, I mean you know, very similarly, you know, Thor's been telling ladies, you know, he's got a 12 inch dong for years <laughs> and, you know, nobody's buying that yet. It's all true. Don't listen to him. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, while soft, I, I think. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I don't even know where to go with this because yeah, I'm not even sure how no, that relates that. to the time. We were sure where that. you were going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think what I'm trying to say is those guys walk out. It's like a baguette. It's declassified. It's declassified. Um, yeah, but and again, I don't want to get too far off the beaten path because that's just one of the two rulings I wanted to talk about today. Obviously, that's a major one. Former president, I guess he's always president at this whatever fucking reason. But well, for now, maybe for now, maybe maybe one day he'll be an asterisk. Well, but and that's I, the question, right? Is is what you know? And and Hosh, you mentioned it, we're in uncharted territories here. What you know? What are the ramifications of this? You know, do they? You know, Thor, as you mentioned, you know, revoke some of the privileges he gets as you know a, a, a you know previous president. You know, I mean, obviously, is he going to go into federal pound me in the ass prison. Um, you know, all these things I, I would love to know and actually see happen because um, I'm trying to buy time here because no, I feel like Thor's... I, uh, no, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. Kind of sidetracked and I'm, I'm quickly running out of things to say. I'm rambling. So go ahead, no, Thor. You're doing fine. Um, no, it's just, that's just one of the two rulings I want to talk about today, but it's obviously a, a monumental one because it deals with Trump, the president, the documents, and and either criminally or civilly how they deal with it. So it'll be interesting to watch this as it unfolds, uh, you know, either that or the January 6th situation. But hopefully they will develop a, a, or, you know, have enough ammunition so, to do something with this man. Let, let me ask you a question here. And, and, and I know you want to move on to the next asshat. I do. Uh, and I do as well. But uh, what what would be your ultimate goal here or, or, or what? I don't want to say what would make you happy because that's not the end result. Right. But, but what would be, what, what do you think would be the, the best outcome for this? 
Uh, and, and it's interesting because I think this one and the next one we're going to talk about, both outcomes for me are what's crucial. And it's holding individuals accountable. Okay. And I this needs to lead to holding him accountable for the shit that he's done, either inciting January 6th, removing documents from the White House, just being a fucking asshat. Doesn't matter. He should be well, held accountable. And I think, but I think more importantly, and, and you kind of touched on it, right? Is it's not holding him accountable. It's holding people accountable and setting that precedent. Right. right Ultimately, right, right. it is, you know, in, in doing that, you're going to hold him accountable, but you don't want the next, you know, fucking Donald Trump to come in and be like, Oh, I can do all this too. No, you can't. Look at what we did to the last guy that did this. Well, and I also it's it's a matter of holding the office of the president accountable. That, when you are the it, highest yeah. office in the land, you are not above the law and you should be held accountable for your actions. I think that's that's probably for me the most crucial thing. So, uh, so asshat number two. So let's move on to asshat number two. Uh, and and this was recently in the Superior Court in Waterbury, Connecticut. The did I just get the wave? What, what I, I think that. I offended asset number two and he just walked off. The step. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. That totally threw me. Cause he just got up and walked away. I was like, all right. I think there's a bug he's chasing. <laughs> I can see the shadow on the wall. Okay. He's coming back. I think he's trying to hit it with his penis and we're back. All right. So uh, just recently at the superior court in Waterbury, Connecticut, there was another ruling that was passed down and this was on Alex Jones, right wing conspiracy theorist. And uh, an all around bullshit peddler, disinformation peddler. Yeah, he was the host of InfoWars that uh, was run by Free Speech Systems LLC, which coincidentally just filed for bankruptcy back in July. No surprise there. Back in 2012, he made claims that the Sandy Hook mass shooting uh, was false. And that all of the parents that you saw on TV were hired actors to push that claim that it was false. Uh, and so it was he was just driving disinformation and false narrative. And he, of course, has, you know, been under these rulings multiple times. Uh, there was a forty nine million dollar uh, outlay he was supposed to pay and uh, that a Texas. Texas jury awarded him. And now. In Waterbury, Connecticut, they passed a ruling saying he is on the hook for $965 million in damages to numerous families of the victims of Sandy Hook, which, Mac, going to what we said about Trump, it is holding people accountable. And I'm sorry if you're going to push disinformation. And we've talked about this on the show before. We did it with Joe Rogan when you're pushing pushing disinformation about COVID and you know things that you should be doing in terms of safeguarding yourself against COVID. And the same thing here. I mean, I, he spent gonna play. years doing Sorry, that and and this this now of course i imagine he will appeal this because it's in superior court right and he can take this all the way up to the supreme court so it will it will be it will be fucking appealed but the fact that they ruled that way makes me happy and they are trying to hold him accountable for just some dumb shit yep talking about precedence it sets a good precedence Absolutely. saying hey this is bullshit we're not going to accept this kind of bullshit you just need to stop right now, Mac, what, pro- oh, sorry Go ahead, Mac. No, I, I was gonna. I'm gonna kind of play devil's advocate a little bit here and, and and ask the question of, you know, because this is what most people will ask: freedom of speech. Yes. You know why? Why uh, is he not on. covered in that? I, I look. No, no, I agree with that. Again, we've talked about this you know, before. Don't mark me as a he's he's free this. to speak. <laughs> he's free to speak his mind. But he's also free to the consequences that come along with that. To speak in your mind. That's right. Which, Which is exactly what's happened. And that was the basis of the, but, was but the, the trial. But the point is, the consequences should be, 
that you're allowed to speak your mind. There should be no consequences to that potentially. Uh-huh. But but where it, where do you draw that line? That's right? I mean, not again, what the First Amendment says. When it causes, you know, I'm just making the argument that a lot of there's free speech make, with right? no consequence. Yeah. When it causes harm to others, which was the basis of the family's arguments, right. if they've been hounded but, but how do you years, determine what, what the harm was caused? That's what they did. It was did no the physical trial. harm. There right? was mental harm. There was financial harm. They moved. They, they had fuckers following them wherever they went. Like it was detrimental to their livelihood. And that but how was, do you, how that do was you the track case they made? Back to him. Because he's the um, one who originated well, the whole theory. That's the case they made was this bullshit came from him. And he's the one who originally said it's a crisis actor event designed to take guns away from you. And you know, Mac, how people do. And you know, when, when people are harassing these families and harassing the parents and, and, and people question them, Oh, well, Alex Jones said, or Infowars told me this, you know, and that's what people do, right? They're, they're going to pass that on and claim where they heard it from. And so that's where we're at. You're saying I'd like to take a pause here for a second and think and say that I agree this guy's an asshat, right? We just talked about it a minute ago. I'm not defending him by any stretch of the imagination. It sounded like you were defending him. I just (laughs) want to. No, as I said, had you listened, I'm playing the argument that other people will make. But that's what people do. They go, oh, I'm playing devil's advocate when in deep down, that's how they truly feel. Yeah, but we know that because deep down. No, that is not how I deeply, truly feel. Look, either way, he should be held accountable when you pass disinformation on like that, like it's gospel and and your listenership listens to it's like it's gospel and then they act on it. There should be accountability. Free so, speech. So let me ask you this, though. Who's going to hold those people accountable? Who's going to hold? I'm sorry, who? The, 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 the people that acted upon this. You, so you're saying that he's going to be held accountable for disseminating this information this well, misinformation which i think we all agree is misinformation i do wholeheartedly but how do you track down those people that you say are saying well alex jones told me an info well, i'm i'm making you need the, to hold those people accountable as well or well, are you saying if you cut the head off the snake the rest of it will die well i think if you justify that it is a point of fact misinformation that it was a false narrative and a lie which it absolutely was yeah, I know. feel like I have to keep arguing that for myself here with you. You do. You do. Well, I mean, to your point, Matt, I mean, well, addressing two your things. I mean, one, you know, uh, you know, as it says here in this article, I mean, defamation suits are not an easy path to accountability because of that hurdle of having to show and demonstrate damage. Um, and it just so happens Connecticut happens to be a state that does not cap damages, whereas Texas went to 49 million based on their state law. Connecticut was like, well, there's no cap. You can you can scale this number to what you think is accurate based on the number you, of families involved and, and, and so forth. Well, and on that note, too, if, the, if this is what the jury said, the judge always has a right to change that number. But also this could be something that's brought up in the appeal process as well. So the number could absolutely change. Um, but, no, go ahead. Well, I, but I was just going to say, I mean, so I think this case was brought against him. Because he originated the theory. As far as accountability of those individuals who went so far as to hound people, confront them in public spaces, force one family to leave because they they got so tired of dealing with it, then that's more probably misdemeanor level 
you right. deal with it on the spot. Well, like so I want to get you're, you're, you're saying you cut the head off the snake, right? You you take out the mastermind in theory, and, and, and yeah, the rest of it should fall. But the snakes get dealt with in individual cases, whether it's trespassing, misdemeanor, harassment, right. you know, Samuel whatever. Jackson. The snakes get dealt with. That's right. These motherfucking, motherfucking snakes, snakes. on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> Look, I'd be perfectly fine with whatever the ruling is that they just bleed this motherfucker dry. His net worth is zero at the end of this. So well, what is his funny enough, does he even funny know enough, his net worth is now? Yeah, okay. Right? So I, yeah. I, I looked yeah, it up. Between- he, he says he's basically broke and only has $2 million. Well, According to insider.com, he's worth $140 million. Well, yeah. hold on. And, and that's where it gets tricky, right? Because he himself may not be worth you know anything. But you may have multiple LLCs. You may have multiple you know, well, offshore holdings. They, they could be worth a lot of money. And and can you tie those then into this? Well, it's worth mentioning. It wasn't him, just him that was sued. It was the company, the production Free company or systems. whatever. Right. That was also sued. And of course, they've done what exactly what we would expect them to do. They'll file bankruptcy. bankruptcy. The, these people will never see that money or they'll see right. legit pennies on a dollar if they see anything at all. And then that company will open back up shop under a new entity later. As far as the individual is concerned, that works differently. So it remains to be seen if these people will see a fraction of this money. If any. On well, July at the end 30th, of the day, I, I don't want to speak for these people, right? But but to them, it may not be as much about the money as it is about the, the president. Okay, sure. we, we have set the precedent. We have, you know, we have declared victory. You know, mm-hmm. hopefully this puts an end to this guy's, you know, spewing bullshit. Right. If he never works another day on the air. Uh, yeah. According to USA Today, in July 30th, 2022, Free Speech Systems, which is the parent company that operates InfoWars, Listed $14.3 million in assets. On August 5th, 2022, a forensic economist testified that they are worth $270 million. So clearly, they're trying to skew their right. net worth. From selling super male vitality. <laughs> That's it, right? <laughs> but again, as Haas said, and as I pointed out at the beginning of this particular segment, they did file for bankruptcy in July because I imagine they knew this was coming. And to safeguard themselves from owing anything, they just they they claim bankruptcy. I mean, they may have not known it was coming. That this may be an, a, a preemptive a preemptive strike. Right. But I mean, either way, this is the, the you know anybody who's been in the world long enough from one judgment, so you see this all the time. This is very common practice where an entity or a company loses and they file bankruptcy. Right. And, and in fact, they, you know, a lot of times what happens is there, there's special investigations that go into it because a lot of times these people hid stuff well before knowing what the outcome was probably going to be at the end of the day mac i'll answer this you didn't ask the question but i'll answer it just like i answered the previous one it's accountability and i'm glad to see he's being held accountable what that ultimately means i don't know if they bleed him dry if he never pays a dime as grinch said a precedent has been set and moving forward you hope hope that when people start spouting bullshit and disinformation that's you know it'll they will think twice before doing that. I mean, because this was super fucking egregious. I mean, there's well, a lot of things I you can talk like, about. But I feel you like know, I want to agree with you, but I, I just don't. You think just it's can't. Well, I mean, to yeah. to your point, Mac. I, I mean, well, this I, same. I, I don't agree that th- this is not going to end. Right? There's going to be the next Alex Jones. Of there's course. going to be the next Donald Trump. There's going to be the next well, jackass tool. Right. So feels like they're above the law. So no, bro. Like, I hope not. But that's there the thing, be. right? Is is you you've said it. I mean limiting free speech 
isn't easy in the sense that it's it's our constitution isn't designed to limit it. And we know, I mean, this same jackass spewed how many theories about 9-11 and there was never there were never consequences. In fact, it helped him grow his base. Right. The the thing that I think, you know, and I'm there's a New York Times article about how do we prevent this from happening again speaks to I'm pulling some of their ideas because I was curious to see what their solutions were. It, it, it a lot of what they're going after is targeting the data and methods by which they reach market. You know, this dude selling absolute snake oil bullshit, vitriol, you know, vitality stuff. He literally lies from start to finish, probably every episode. And it's just like we talked about with televangelists. These fucktards are sending him money. And we know it's absolute bullshit, but the dude, like they said, in between like what, 16 and 18, made like $165 million off lies. And so you just keep stripping away the methods by which they can, they, they, you know, audiences are driven to them because of their quote unquote engagement, you know, criteria. And the fact that like, if, if you're a YouTube, if you're a Facebook and other platforms, you just delist them. You just don't let them have an audience until they just keep creeping back into corners and shit. Instead of I'm innocent Joe out in Iowa, who's never heard of this jackass. But because I peddle in conspiracy theories, now an algorithm helps me find like-minded people. But, but let me it's ask like you a Steve question. Bannon, though. right? Hold I mean, on. that's what they did to him, right? Hold on. Do, do you want Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook being the police? Well, the argument I, 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 would be I don't know, right. I mean, how do the you argument would be to make you, the argument. next tier of that is you start limiting how much data can be collected on you. Yeah. Which is the whole driver of ad campaigns because yeah, that's where yeah. the money goes, right? I mean, now. Is it going to happen? No. The next Alex Jones will come around. Yeah, but the problem is it's not about what data collects on you. This is shit he said, which went out over the air, which was recorded, which, you know what I'm saying? But it was targeted to specific people. It was. Based on, you know, again, these algorithms they have that are, you know, oh, you clicked on this. So we have a pretty good feeling you'll buy into this bullshit as well. Right. So let, what let's start forcing this down on you. And guess what? what? He's it being, worked. What he's being held accountable for is what he literally said. And it's the shit he spewed. It isn't what he clicked on. It isn't where he went. It isn't what he viewed. It is what he said. You know, but so that's different. If, if you know, if it's nobody not. was listening, well, <laughs> I no, no, if nobody's finished. listening, I wish. That's not, right. if nobody's <laughs> listening, that's not relevant. That shit was recorded, which means it's it's archived. It's somewhere. Right. But my point is, if nobody listened and nobody acted upon it, would we be having the same discussion? How Probably many people not. does it take to make a difference? If one person hears it, is that too many? If you spout a lie and one person hears it and carries it, is does it matter if it was a hundred, hundred million? I, I yeah, I'm not saying that. I, I guess my point is is would we be at the same point? Had nobody acted upon it, you know, he sat there and he spewed this bullshit, you know, when we all agree, I think here that it is bullshit, um, but nobody listened to it or, or even if they listened to it, but nobody acted upon it. Do you think we would be at the same point? I don't think we would. I think if you did not have those people that were listening to this, that then went and harassed these people and, you know, drove them out and, and caused them to bring these cases to to the courts. I don't think we would even be discussing this. I would agree with that. You're probably right. If he was a nobody, 
lurking in the dark. Even if he's the same, if it's the same situation, but nobody acted upon it, and it was just you know bullshit that was out there on the interwebs. Because believe me, there's a lot of it. Like our bullshit. You know, I don't think we would even be talking about it. But because something happened out of this, you know, and and I shouldn't say something because clearly there's a lot. Um, That's why we're having this discussion. Right. And therefore, should he not be held accountable? No, he absolutely should be held accountable. Okay, because I, 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 I want to make I sure I that point. So well, no, 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 because you, you said you said I agree that basically what he did was wrong. I said, what and, I, said. I know yeah, what yeah, I said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, but you said should he be held accountable? Now you you then reaffirmed what he said was wrong, but the justification is should he be held legally accountable? And I'd like to know: Do you think he should be? Because you're the one that made the argument. Well, free speech, and and they, but you you said the argument. He I was said. Wrong that people will make the argument i'm asking you <laughs> what are you I'm asking, asking you directly should he be held accountable you you made the claim about free speech grinch what do you think do you think he should no no motherfucker <laughs> i didn't ask grinch i asked the bottom <laughs> and at the end of the day if you feel he did something wrong which you said he was wrong but then you also made the argument that free speech you know in this country we, we believe in didn't free speech. make that argument you're not listening I said that this is the argument that people will make. That was the that was what I said. You rewind it. You've got all this on video. Uh, uh, you're right. I can you rewind know, it. But my justification is that you're using that as the crutch. Is that how you feel? Is what I'm asking. I want to know Doesn't what you matter feel. How I feel. Qu- quit passing it off to Grinch or other people or Haas or me. Obviously, <laughs> I want to know. Do you think the guy was wrong and he should be held accountable? Oh, and. I feel like you're going to be held accountable for a lot of this shit because you're spewing hate yeah, and, and yeah. untruths at this point. Of course. Absolutely. Answer my fucking question. What was the question? You fucking asshole. <laughs> Do you yes, think he- I think he is wrong. I think he should be held accountable. I think he should be burnt at the stake. Okay, good. So we're on the same page. He should go to He believes on going persecution of witches. Jesus, right. man. Jesus oh, Christ, man. God. Never ends with you. What did Grinch say? He should go to ass rate prison. Federal rate in the ass prison. Fucking Is guys. that a thing? That's a thing. Uh, I can't win with I you. I mean, and in the meantime, Three. it you know, it, it I'm I'm not. It would make me happy if people just harassed him the rest of his days. That's it, and they bleed <laughs> him dry. Look, 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 look. At the not end encouraging of the day, that. It's not the right no, answer. No, no, it's no. Just, it's just, definitely not. Don't make me laugh. We're all about peace, love, and rainbows. Mm-hmm. You, you uh, guys take. You you guys do what you need to do in prison. You know, <laughs> right, right. he tweet out their address. <laughs> tweet out their address. <laughs> let the, let right. the good people of Fulham take matters into their own hands. That's it. Look, at the end of the day, I appreciate you guys being here and talking about this. Look, I thought it was two important cases, two important decisions. And again, it's about holding people accountable. Now, I know, obviously, in the first one with Trump, it's less about accountability. But you hope, you hope that in the end. They will find a way to hold this man accountable for the 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 myriad of dumb shit he's done. Now, whether or not that happens, who knows? I know he's going to try to bog down the process as long as he can, but we'll see what happens. But at the end of the day, you know, it 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 bears talking about, and people need to look at that and go, okay, well, that's an important decision. What does it mean? Same thing with Alex Jones. I mean, if you're going to spew disinformation, you should be held accountable, especially when that's detrimental information. And hopefully, that's what happens. And and they bleed him dry. And, and as Grinch said, he goes to federal rape me in the ass prison is that what you called it yeah 
Yeah, he just nods. He's not. Saying, I think it's it. actually federal pound me in the ass. Pound prison. me in the ass. That's, that's what it. it is. That's yeah. it. That's the actual yeah. quote. So, uh, <clears throat> look at the end of the day, as always, I appreciate you guys being here. You know, we do this week in and week out, and we have a lot to talk about. This is no different. Next week will be no different. Uh, as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can check us out at aspirateddebate.com. All of the drinks that we have here, uh, Gold Blanton's. Maybe you can find it. Maybe you can. I know I can't, Haas. You're a fortunate man, and I don't appreciate you teasing us with it. But uh, <laughs> you know, nonetheless, I hope I'll you see, enjoyed I'll it. See if I can keep some back to you, fellas. I would love that. You do that. You know, three, I'll let you baby bottles. bird that's it to a, me. As I'm I no longer saying. the worst part of this episode. Uh, I just like to think that's, that. That's accurate. That's check accurate. out our <laughs> check out our website at Dispirited Debate. All the drinks that we have here, you can drop us a line. If that's not good enough for you, you know our outlets, MacBottom003 at gmail.com. You can hit us up there. Or as always, the four horsemen at debate.com. Either one. We prefer MacBottom003 because he loves getting fan mail. But if that doesn't work for you, the four horsemen at debate.com. Drop us a line. Drink you'd like us to try. A topic you'd like us to debate. We would love to get you on. Uh, and, and you know, fan mail, if you can get it to MacBottom003 at Gmail, we will definitely talk about it on the show. Love that too. Love fan mail. So as always, gentlemen, appreciate doing this with you week in and week out. I love you guys. Can't wait to do this again next week. So thank you very much. Views, information, or opinions expressed during the A Spirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests involved and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the hosts or guests may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. While guests are invited to listen, listeners acknowledge that they are not being provided professional advice for the podcast or its guests. The content within the parameters of A Spirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are for entertainment and educational purposes only. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual.